Who's on my mug today? I'm looking out of the top of Jesse Blake's head today. Ah, Available on the SDPN shop. SDPNshop.ca. Hit that up if you want to get some Christmas gifts. Hell yeah. Is it is it still Blake Friday? It's not. That was last weekend. Okay. Yeah. And can we do I'm dreaming of a Blake Christmas? Is that right? <laughs> I don't think that's a uh oh, a I phrase. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> can we can we find a Jesse Blake way to work it into Christmas? No? Jingle Blakes? Well, I, I'm I'm like I'm stunned at how bad <laughs> that was. was. It? I didn't mean anything by it. I just if, <laughs> I was just saying, can we can we can we come up with a good name? I don't know. Jesse Bells. <laughs> Jesse Bells? Know. That is uh <laughs> The first Maddie Blake says of the Christmas. first Blake of Christmas. Or the 12 Blakes of Christmas. The 12. Mm. I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't the Christmas tree called the Jesse tree? It should be. Is it? I don't know. I didn't I thought it was called a Christmas tree. Yeah, but like Google the Jesse tree. Ah, the Jesse tree. Okay. Gosh darn it. I'm pretty sure there's a song. It's a book. It's a book. What, what are we what are we trying to accomplish? We're here? trying to come up with a snazzy name like Blake Friday. Right? Yeah, but that for was Christmas. for Blake Black Friday. I don't, we don't we don't have like a sale going on or can't, anything. Well, can't it just be a, th- a theme of the season? You bring joy to people's life. Can't we can't we expand on that? But then, on, and, that's then the what, and then what? Dasher and Prancer and Dancer and Blakeson. Yeah. And then <laughs> what? Well, it's like the underpants gnome. Then profit. Yeah. Right. Then Visit. profit. Underpants. Profit. Visit the store. <laughs> Go there. It's a good start. Oh, Maddie's back. It's a good start. It's Maddie's Maddie back. Giggle. Hey. Maddie's back. There's Maddie's hand. Maddie, put, put down the thing. Put down the thing. The the mic. Oh, you can. Can you turn it on? Let's see, let's see if it works. Can we, yeah. Try to say, say something. Hi. Hey. I don't know what mic what pot you are. There you He's go. got a voice. No, I can't hear myself, I don't think. Well, no, they, we, can can we can hear oh, you. Oh, sounds great. We can hear you. It's crazy. You sound like you. All right. Hi, Did you have a good time? Do you want to talk about where you went? Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh, guys, I went to Thailand. Yeah. Wow. It was a long flight. It was like 21 hours. We had a layover in South Korea wow. um, in Seoul. I've never done anything like that before. Maddie was, uh, brought me a gift. Yeah, I brought Jesse back a little something. He had a request. Get uh, it's downstairs. I forgot to bring it up. Oh, no. You stink. Downstairs in my office. Um, it is a BTS calendar. No. <laughs> Straight from Korea. Amazing. It is it's from Korea. It is a K-pop calendar. Is it's Jimin amazing. front and center for you? Jimin is on the... All All of them are on the front. Uh, Jimin's your favorite, though. Jimin is my favorite. J-Hope looks great. Um, they're all they're all there just having a good time. <laughs> Yeah, it even like folds up into a stand. Yeah, you can just have it on his desk. If, if you want to hear something desk. funny, we got a promo gift once in like 2019. We were working at Virgin Radio, and they had they came up with like back in the day you used to have like Spice Girl dolls and stuff. They had yeah. they had uh, BTS dolls, and Jesse got the whole set and kept them. And and we actually no, I gave them all them? away. Did you? Yeah. What? They were in his office. They yeah. were. I if you bought away. them on eBay, they were like five hundred dollars a doll. It was yeah, crazy. we uh, we ran uh, an Instagram contest, and I was like, yeah, we we'll, we can just give them. All oh, there other there there are bigger BT there are bigger BTS fans than me. No, it's and you. Like, they <laughs> Probably not. These, these like crazy dolls. So yeah, you have BTS Uno cards. 
I do. My my girlfriend got them for me for like a, a gag gift one year. Hilarious. I'm very excited about them. Yeah. No, Jesse was right on the VT. Anyway. Yeah, we, so uh, to explain the backstory, we had a running kind of bit on our radio show. Yeah. That I was the giant BTS fan. Yes. And then I was like, oh, now I got to learn a bunch of stuff to fill the bit. And now I got to know a whole bunch of stuff about yeah. BTS. He knew like their backgrounds and where they were from and like could tell you stuff about them. Jesse used to do this thing at 930. It was called like the quiz or whatever. And he'd always come up with these like, cra- we should make him do it here. Yeah, uh, we should do a quiz segment you, here. Quizzes you are do fun. an unbelievable quiz. I've never met anybody that can can keep it fresh like you can. People were like, we actually used to look at the ratings lines because they they have they would like spike at peak times, and they started to spike when Jesse's quiz came on. <laughs> It'd be like ghosted Jesse's quiz. Um, and Bell like, Media plays the hits. Yeah, the, the quiz it works on TSN. Uh, Oh, is that the other one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I the, only the know three letter. The three letter. Yeah. Oh, the forbidden. No, I can call it TSN. Yeah. I want to host a game show one day. I think you'd be I think I'd be that. a fun game show host. You'd be, why don't we do that on Twitch? Can we do a can we do a game we show do on that. Twitch? Yeah, we could do that. Why not? Yeah. We got ideas. Maybe maybe while you're there, you can smash that like button. Actually, <laughs> Steve Steve did this the other day. We were talking about it this morning. We never do this um, because we just never have. But could you have you considered subscribing? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Years and years ago, I've, I've told the story before, but it bears repeating because there's always new listeners. A friend of mine, Matt, who's like a legitimate fan of our show. Like, I don't need to tell him what we did that day. Like, can we play hockey together. I don't need to tell him. He knows. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a lot of similar interests and, and everything. And years ago, he was like, hey, so like, do you do like a call to action? Like, like, do you tell people to click like on your videos and click subscribe? And I go, well, no, because I don't want to be one of those annoying YouTubers, man. I thought I was being like cool about it, but really all I was being was bad at my job. Mm -hmm. Because the second I was like, hey, at the end of this video, why not click subscribe? And then (laughs) like it's it just doesn't occur to people. So if you're watching this right now, and you watch regularly, and you would like to subscribe, I think you should. I think that's the thing you should do. I know we hammer the YouTube channel a lot, but half of our audience is also listening. Like a large portion of the audience is also listening. And one thing we never tell people to do is rate the podcast because that makes you shoot up the Apple podcast charts and save it on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, they have a little five. uh, You can rate it from one to five. And if you hit five, that'll really help us. And on Apple, it's about it's star rating. So if you hit five stars, that'll really help us. And if you leave a comment too, you can game the system because comments are worth more. So if you leave a comment, just say, I love the show. We'll jump up the charts. Apple is... (laughs) it's so funny because um i have i have felt good about the apple charts before and if you are if you get up high on the apple charts you should but so little of what the apple charts are in podcasting is really based on listenership oh it has nothing to do with how many people listen to your show and everything to do with how many people are interacting with the apple app and also we were the number one rated show in canada canada in 2013 yes and that wasn't because we were the number one show. It's just they, the algorithm is like, hey, here's a new show that yeah. got a bunch of, their likes went up a hundred thousand percent because they were at zero. Mm-hmm. So they're number one, man. Yeah. Spotify's what they've tried to do is create charts that are more listenership based, but there are other things that are into the algorithm there as well. But Apple's 
is like the voodoo doll where you just really don't know what's happening. It's goofy. Justin, and come on in. Justin, Justin's got something for Jesse. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, this is what Maddie brought Jesse. Incredible. Justin, thank you. So, yeah, if anyone was curious to see what the uh, BTS oh, caliber is. Oh, very sexy. It's a bit glossy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is glossy. But there's uh, oh. there's all of the boys on all of the different months. And on the other side, there are the uh, full shots. So Now, yeah. I... So I remember the day that they announced that they were going to take a break and the stock for the company that produces them went down like 70%. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, they're coming back. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess they uh, they drive uh, listenership. It's a crazy thing. Um, so, yeah. So so when it comes to that sort of stuff, if you can like, if you can subscribe, especially on YouTube, too. Uh, YouTube helps us with um, Steve was sort of explaining it to me. But if you like something on YouTube, you have to teach YouTube what, what you like. You have to tell the algorithm what you like. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be bombarded with Jordan Peterson videos. Well, like, okay, if you don't tell your algorithm what you like, so if you don't subscribe to anything, if you don't click like on anything, the algorithm just goes, all right, well, you're this age, you're this gender, and you're from this city, so here's a bunch of garbage that you don't like. And you go, what the fuck? I don't like this. And, but then you like go to click not interested and then you accidentally click it and it's like, oh, he's lapping this shit up. And then, no, you have to tell your algorithm what you like. And if you like us, but you're not, listen, maybe, maybe you only like us. You don't love us. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Click like. You don't click love. Clicking love is clicking subscribe. If you only like us, if we're, you know, it's complicated, mm -hmm. just click like. It helps. It all helps. Now, and last yesterday, Steve wanted you to know that or he wanted us to know. Uh, and he would like you to know that he's not upset. He's not salty. Never. He's not angry. Nope. And he and it isn't because the Leafs didn't get a regulation. Are you are you moving off of? I am. Should okay. I not? No, because uh, we're at ninety six thousand subscribers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Burying the lead. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Let's. Yeah. let's I suppose not, we're trying to push. Let's not completely forget about what, why we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get to a hundred thousand yeah, subscribers that. because we want the little play button. We want that little plaque. Well, right? I want it so bad so I can cover up all the stupid dings. Yeah. yeah. Steve Kutz. Steve Kutz uh, keeps um, chipping the paint on the back yeah. of the wall. I, it's not great. I looked so, like dusty, so I licked my thumb and I just went. <laughs> and like peeled a bunch of the paint off the wall. It was awful. Anyways, so we're, we need 4,000 more subscribers, less actually, because we're at 96 something. And we're going to have a big celebration when we hit 100. That'd be great if we can hit 100 and we'll get that play button. Wouldn't it be great if it was our final episode before Christmas? That'd be uh, it's a that, lot to ask. That'd be great. It's a lot to ask. I don't know if we can get there, but I would really like it. And and beyond the plaque, like beyond it, like I'm I'm all for trophies. That's really nice. But nah, it's more about trophies. it's actually about the business end of things. It actually helps. It, it helps no, us expand the business. No. Oh uh, no, winning the Stanley Cup is about the profits and the ticket sales. No, it's about the trophy. <laughs> well, we're trying to we're trying to it's not about the gate revenue. Adam, you better content. All right, if Scrooge we can't, we get hundred thousand. That's what it is. All right, <laughs> Mister Profits. <laughs> about the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Not about yeah. the gate revenue. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, definitely the, oh, the players Adam's that win the cup. building a team for playoff dates. You know, that's it's too bad they don't give the players that win a cup a bonus. They they play for free during the playoffs. No, they make a bonus for every round that they win. No, but you you don't make your salary during the playoffs. No, but you make a bonus every time you win. Sure. So they But you're playing it for free. Ah, and if you lose, you don't get any money. I think you get money for losing. <laughs> I believe the Stanley Cup. Hang on. Uh Stanley Cup you no, know, like if you lose in the first round, you played those games for free. Uh, I'm going to see that. Hang on. Hang on. First round. Okay, so. What do you guys want to talk about? Are you ready? Yeah. Here's how they get play, play, paid in the playoffs. All right. Hang on. 
Hang on. Are you, did you Google this or text Alan? Uh, no, I'm actually Googling it. Okay. Yeah. President's Trophy winner team gets 500000 wow. First round losers get $2 million. That's $250,000 per team. Second round losers get $2,500,000 to four teams. Conference finals losers get $2.5 million, which is $1.25 million to each of the two teams. Finalists, $2.25. Stanley Cup champion, $3.75 million split between the players. Wow. So it's significant. Only players? A player, I, I, yeah, is up to the individual teams how they want to divvy up the dollars. Uh, players that uh, don't m play it as many games may not get the full share. Like Black Ace. Well, regulars uh, who play uh, all the organization's postseason games may get an equal amount or something like that. Or if somebody's injured and they were a part of the team, but they didn't play in the playoffs, but they were injured and they played 70 games. So they get to decide, but yes. Hot but you, you don't make your salary. You don't make your that's, salary. That's still true. But I'm saying, even when you lose, you win. You, you, but like, if you want more great content like this, <laughs> you should consider clicking like and subscribe. Yes. My yes. whole point was, I'm in it for the trophies. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Stanley Cups. That's what I want. Not the bonuses. Bonus okay. There's bonuses. Yes. I'm not in it for the bonus. Ah. Jesse, you know, good Mr. guy. Mr. Gate Revenue Adam Wilde. These these guys don't know what it's like to have a play button. Yeah. You know. Steve has one. I've had one for. A you while. got you got another chip this. What year, year did you get it? It was during the Matthews era. I know that. So, like, not that long ago, 2017, 18. Okay. Something like That's that. That's pretty significant. Five though. years ago. Yep. And well, now I'm at 220. Wow. So, is there one at the a next million. one's at a million? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not there yet. It's 100 <laughs> and then a million. A and one. then is it 10? 10 million? John, a Boy, John Boy has this setup in their studios. It's the gold plaque surrounded by four or five silver ones. <laughs> That's and, amazing. Like, you, you ever see those posts on Reddit? Like, what's a really niche flex in your area of work? I just saw that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, you're gods. You're YouTube, sports YouTube gods. How the hell? <laughs> what does Mr. Beast have? Uh, he probably has, like, a stake in YouTube. Yeah, he should. Like, <laughs> he's driving them. I mean, really. That he, his rev split's got to be better than ours. <laughs> yeah, I spent uh, $30 million on this video, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So there's just tears to yes, this. Yes, 100%. Does he do advertising in his videos? I don't yep. know. He yeah. does. Okay, yeah. Yeah. good. Good. You know what You know what I hate is when he gives back. I hate it. I, I can't stand it, and I think he should stop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's why... I don't know why my uh, they should have stayed blind video got downvoted so hard. <laughs> I don't get that. That was such a weird day on the internet. Yeah, yeah it, was. it, it really was, was really odd. Yeah. Hey, here's a bunch of people who can see now. No. Nope. It was like like if somebody came out and was like, I was upset that Grubauer was wearing a purple mask yesterday. Oh, you know, like, oh, uh, that's awful. That's breaking the rules. Those are the same people who are like, I'm upset those people aren't blind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or or those people Excuse don't have me? shoes. <laughs> and like people got on about the shoes. They were like, oh, I'm sorry, the shoes, uh, were they ethically sourced shoes? And he's like, actually, they were. And they're like, whatever, fuck you. And I was like, those people don't deserve this, shoes. This guy seems like a genuinely good person. I don't understand what the problem I, uh, is. I subscribe to uh, the Awesome Coffee Company. That's uh, Hank Green and, oh, my God, I forget his brother's yeah. name. Um, uh, coffee Company. And someone asked them, like grilled them with all these questions and they made this big long video about here's how the beans are sourced here's how this here's how that here's how that and i supported them good yeah but you know maybe i should just stop drinking coffee altogether you should and that would be better it would be you should make people blind <laughs> listen if you don't start, you know what start a youtube channel and make people blind if he doesn't then what will mr beast do on his channel
right? He'll run out of people to to yeah. cure. He just his his follow up video is he gathers all those people back in a room and then gets all the wrestlers whose finishing move involves spitting something in oh, people's mouths. No, mouth. no <laughs> stop it. He brings he brings out. Tahiri. I was just hoping you'd get like a laser pointer or something. <laughs> not spit. No. Jesse, it's got to be terrible. The, the and your breath has got to be bad. The dinosaur the from Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. What? There's easier ways to, for you to make the videos on your channel. No. Which mm. is now you making people blind. That's your new channel. Subscribe. Yeah. To SDPN. Yes, for more hot yeah. takes. Uh, yeah, well, that, okay, so that was, uh, uh, sorry, last thing. We're never no, getting I, it. I went, Whatever. I went, hey, everyone, subscribe to SDPN. And everyone said, subscribe to Steve Dangle. You got it. And I went, no, that's. SDPN. Like, I got this huge <laughs> spike in subscribers, and I'm like, no, subscribe to SDPN. Yeah. Also, five-star us on Apple and Spotify. Yeah. That's and it. and when you see Steve, five-star him on the back. He loves a big slap. He loves a back slap. <laughs> Should Eight. I tell that story? Oh, well, somebody was super drunk at one of our events and slapped your back. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, sometimes, like, we've been at events where people get uh, really handsy and, and stuff like that. Um, like, we had one that was free booze, which we don't oh, know. <laughs> and we never would have signed up for it. We have no <laughs> idea. We walked we in there like, we're like, it was a what? bad what idea. Free booze. <laughs> yeah. I it, didn't know that was possible. And I, at the end of the night, Everyone was feeling real good. And I bent down to either pick something up or tie my shoe. And there were a few people like, you know, they get, you know, pat you on the back and then like sort of tussle you on the shoulder. This guy just went whack, like five star, right? Right between my shoulder blades. And like, I actually had to pause and I'm like, do I fight a fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's like a, there's like a, a, a an instinct that comes out from like when we he were... hit me really hard. Yeah, <laughs> he hit it wasn't me good. really hard. It just wasn't good. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. And he did he Inst remember a thing the next morning? Absolutely probably not. not. No, probably. instead I I think I shook his hand, probably hugged him five or six times on the way out the door, and then left. There you go. That's the way to handle it like a man. Yeah. Suck it up and not talk about it until five years later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so angry about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then don't tell a therapist. Tell uh, your podcast. That's that's being a man. Yeah. And so take it out on Leo. Yeah. 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 Hey, kid. <laughs> I see you enjoying that show innocently. How about you stop? Yeah. Pick no. up these power tools and watch me get mad at this household product. <laughs> you can't hold a flashlight, right? <laughs> no, Leo's the one into tools. He's oh, going to be he? yelling at me. Dad, you're holding the flashlight wrong. Yeah, I'm terrible. Your generation's useless. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I know. <laughs> I'm getting it from both ends, the elders and the youngers. You can't see this on camera. Maybe go to the wide shot, Maddie. Can we see how much coffee Steve has spilled on his shirt? He's been shaking it. <laughs> it's all on the side of the mug. Like, do you Is see it? it? You've been shaking that coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm that Cecily Strong character. Oh, go ahead and laugh at me. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. All Steve, right. Steve. What? Uh, Steve. What? What's the matter? Get game day ready with BetMGM, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Oh! Hey. Jesse will be all over this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, it wasn't good for me on Thursday when the Cowboys uh, whooped the Seahawks. Yeah, but that's, you, that's besides the point. Did you put Did you put some heavy odds against the Cowboys to yeah, mess it up? Yeah, because they hadn't beaten anybody this year. I'm like, Cowboys are frauds, and they beat the Seahawks. Oh, okay. Jesse, yeah. I, I just want to point out in fantasy, I am currently leading you 79.36 to zero. Yeah, because oh. Metcalf and Dak Prescott went off, and you have them both on your fantasy team. It's been a brutal football week for me. That MGM gives you the chance to take those highlight real NFL plays to a whole new level, uh, especially with Steve. Bet with Steve. Bet MGM. <laughs> 
GM has something for every football fan, especially Steve's. Uh, take your shot at the gridiron greatness with BetMGM. Download the app today and find out why BetMGM is not only the official sportsbook partner of the NFL in Canada, but they're also the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. And check out BetMGM.com slash dangle. Must be 19 years of age or older to wager. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. BetMGM operates pursuant to an operating agreement with iGaming Ontario. Nailed it! So we mentioned Blake Friday, our big sale at SDPN's shop, right? Mm. Yeah, that was last weekend. That was last week. But where was it hosted, Jesse? On our shop on sdpnshop.ca. Which is made possible by... Shopify! Ah, That's what we're trying to get to. Listen, (laughs) if you are a Shopify person uh, like we are, you know how easy it is already. But uh, when we started podcasting and we started building our website, Jesse went to Shopify because... It's so easy. You guys, secret, like just between you and me, I'm not very smart, but I was able to navigate the Shopify interface to build a whole little shop for our merch. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Canada and Shopify's global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs uh, of every size and SDPN across (laughs) 175 countries. Plus Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support you if you're not that smart. And you still want to appear that way anyway by starting an online store. Make your Blake Friday every Blake day. That's right. <laughs> every Blake and day. Uh, yeah. With Shopify. Go to Shopify.com slash STP, all lowercase. Again, Shopify.com slash STP now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash STP. <laughs> all right. Leaves cracking. So, no, no. No, no. I, I was about to set this topic up and was rudely interrupted because I didn't finish the last Wait, time. I have another story from six years ago. I didn't finish that we were trying to get to 100,000 subscribers, so please subscribe. And we have data that, that actually says that 40% of the people that listen in and out, like come in and out, um, have not subscribed yet. So I would really love that. Um, Steve's not mad. Steve wasn't mad. Mm. He's never been mad especially Never. after it was announced yesterday that the Vancouver Canucks acquired Nikita oh. Zadorov for a fifth rounder in 2024 and a third rounder in 2026. The 2024 uh, fifth rounder is the pick acquired in the Anthony Bavillier trade. And this was the best trade we have seen the Vancouver Canucks make since the last one, which was Philip Roenick, which was also good. What was the Anthony Beauvillier trade? They traded him to Chicago. Oh, they traded a player making over $4 million who only has eight points for a draft pick and didn't have to retain anything? Yeah. Mm, Okay, thanks. So Steve is not upset (laughs) about it. I'll bring that back in a minute. He's not upset about it. It it did come out later, Kevin Weeks reported, that the Leafs were obviously interested. We knew that. CJ's been talking about that. But the Leafs thing was they want... Tanev and Zadorov, mm-hmm. and they needed the Calgary Flames to retain. Yep. And the Calgary Flames said, what if we didn't? Uh, because the Calgary Flames have enough iffy money on their books that they really don't need to do that. But to be honest, though, like with the Flames, if you could have retained, this is the year to retain because both of these guys are done at the end of this year. But it, no, it was a big deal for the Flames to get rid of the money without having to do any retention yes. because that brings them out of LTIR. 
and that's huge. so now they can start accruing cap space. Um, cap friendly did a very cool thread on it. So yeah, now that so it's not always good to be in LTIR, but now that they're out of it, they can start accruing cap space for the deadline. So there they is. needed to get rid of that money, and they didn't want to like deal with Toronto. And all yeah, that and, all that. and you know you might be like, well, they're well out of a playoff spot. Why would they need cap space? Well. You can always take on bad money. At the you deadline. always need cap space because it's the NHL. It's yeah, you can take on bad money for even more assets. So it's uh, the best of both worlds. Now, uh, Flames fans are upset about the return that they got for Zadorov. They could have waited. They probably could have got more. They're right, by the way. Yeah, they probably are. I don't. Zadorov six five, like two twenty. There's no chance he doesn't go for at least a second round pick. A good comp was Luke Shen, who went for a third. Ah, even Shen is, I mean... He's not as good as Zadorov, is he? Ah, it depends. Depends on the aspect. Shen's career arc is really strange. You know, last year he tied his career high in points. It's crazy. It's really weird, right? Yeah. And you go and look at his career arc, and it was up, up, up with the Leafs, and then leveled off, and then tank, 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 minors. Yep. Um, And then Quinn Hughes' D partner. Yeah. Overnight, like it was really strange. Um, Zadorov, uh, heading into the deadline, I mean, he's bigger than Chen, he's probably faster than Chen, younger, he's younger than Chen. I, I would happily assume he'd get a second, right? At the deadline, so it's like I, I bring up that comp because I think it's it's reasonable. Like it's in the it's in the ballpark. Yeah. He yeah. was only making eight fifty at the time when the Leafs acquired him for the third. Yeah, that's a huge factor. That's a huge yeah. difference. And plus, there's the fifth. Yeah, so yes. the fifth is kind of the extra intangibles. So like initially, I'm like that's that's so cheap, and I feel like he could have waited and he could have got more, which I still do believe. Like yeah. I feel like you could have maybe finessed it from like a third and a fifth to just a second, you know, or or something else. But it's it's a lot more in the ballpark than we think. We always think. And this is me contradicting myself immediately. Whenever teams have all these assets to sell off, we always think they're going to get the sun and the moon. And it doesn't work out that way. And you might be like, well, why didn't Craig Conroy wait? Well, because he's only one person and he's got his staff. But like these, it's it's not you have five Blackberries in front of you like the video game. Yes. It's um, Zadorov is out of the way. So now you can do Tanev or now you can do... Who else? Uh, Hannafin. Now you can do whatever other business the the Flames have in mind. So you get this done before, well before the holiday break, um, before you even have to consider like World Juniors. I don't know if the Flames have any players who mm-hmm. are going to be eligible for that. Um, and then you can make a trade in January, maybe. Mm-hmm. You can do one in February. The deadline is not until March 8th, mm-hmm. I believe. So... That's the argument in favor of it. He also got worked a little. Dan Milstein worked him like a fiddle. You know, he played him. Dude, it was like it, he he came out with a public trade request. Yep, 100%. and then they said, okay, we need everybody. There was the, the that team meeting they had where it's like everybody needs to keep this in the house, and we can't be doing that kind of stuff. And then everything kind of died down a little. But apparently, behind the scenes, things weren't really dying down, and Zadorov wanted out still and was pretty open about it. So he got worked by an agent doing this publicly, and him having to force his hand to make this trade now. And to just drive that point home even more. Uh, you can give Patrick Alvin credit for getting a good price or getting a good player for a good price, I should say. Um, Dan Milstein is the assistant GM of the Vancouver Canucks. Not literally, but he's got 
five players on their books, I believe. And, I checked and on Puckpedia last night. Find a good money, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't count Kravtsov on account of he's not there anymore. But they, they have two minor leaguers, I believe. They have Mikheyev. Kuzmenko. Uh, Kuzmenko. Mm-hmm. Dude, like some big-name players there. Yeah. Man. I think if this is a more tenured general manager, I think if this is somebody like Steve Eiserman, I think this if this is Doug Armstrong, I think even like Julian Brisewa, Dan Milstein probably doesn't work him like this. Well, yeah, but they probably tell him chicken. to fuck off, and they and they say if Zadorov wants out, fuck him. I mean, he's sitting yeah. here until I get the price I want. But it seemed like he pushed his hand. He kept pushing behind the scenes, and he had to make this deal. The only thing I would say there is like this isn't Danny Briere in Philly, who has done a great job, I think. But like he was GM of an ECHL team. Craig Conroy was hired by Brad Living to be his AGM nine years ago. So yeah. like. You know, AGMs make a lot of these trades. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think he's unfamiliar with the process. I just think he genuinely thinks this was the right way to go. I, th- I think I think if he had more time, he would have taken it. I think with anybody, when you have decision-making, I think there's more time. And there's a difference between sitting in the AGMC and sitting in the what GMC. Would, what would be, guys, and I, I don't actually have the answer to this, what would be the, I know you sort of mentioned it, what would be the, the point of doing it now? And not waiting for your price is that because you can listen. I, I I guess accruing cap space is one thing, so you can take that money. Coming out of LTIR was important. To okay, that, that, so that was, was important. That was a okay, legitimate. So that, that's thing. the answer. That's the answer. What am I even asking? That's the answer. It has to be because I looked at the Canucks account when that showed up on my on my Twitter yesterday, and I sent it through to their CJ Show group chat, mm-hmm. and I was the first one on it, which is rare for me. I had to I had to make sure it was actually the Canucks account because it's verified, but they don't have the corporate verified. They have the blue check mark. Oh, Which is so the yellow check mark is the corporate verified, but the Canucks are like, no, nah, we're not spending the thousand bucks a month. So they but have the blue check mark. Might be more than that, dude. It's a crazy. Amount it's of a crazy money. amount of money. But yeah. like the Leafs have it, and some of the other teams do. Yeah, Vancouver is like, nah, no way. So I was like, I'm like, I'm getting Mr. Booth right now. That's what I thought. Oh, me too. I was like, this is this is a parody. There's no way because I thought, man, what a what a spectacular trade for Vancouver. Really great fit. I know Canucks fans were really upset at me about Quinn Hughes <laughs> and about me calling out the fact that. Of the 15 games they've won, 12 of them have been against non-playoff teams. Sorry. Um, but at the end of the day, that makes them so much better. The Philip Ronick deal, which we were all like, you gave up a first-round pick? What are you, are you nuts? He's been a spectacular fit. Maybe it's time to start having a little bit of faith in, at very least, Vancouver Canucks management because they seem to be figuring it out after a pretty disastrous first year behind the scenes. They're on a heater, and also like a lot of things are going well. Um, the PDO's through the roof. PDO's, well, you know, but like also Quinn Hughes is like a cornerstone of that franchise. Sure. Not the cornerstone, but a cornerstone um, because they have Pedersen too. Um, and prior to Heronic, his best D partner in his career was Luke Shen. Yeah. And like, I love Luke, but like, dude. <laughs> Bit of <laughs> like, a change. Yeah. Like it's, that's great um, to have a stay-at-home guy and you can let him fly but like you know what's wrong with having two really good defensemen yeah. on your top pair yeah uh it's really tied the room together and now you improve the depth as well you have a fantastic goalie in thatcher demko like as long as you just make his life easier you know you're gonna score goals um you know and maybe there was extra incentive for the canucks to do this because they know they're riding the wave a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Like Brock Besser is almost at his season total in goals from last year. <laughs> you know, um, why not 
plug the holes before uh, you start taking on water. Yeah. It sounds like they're in on Ethan Bear as well. Why not? I think that makes sense. Yeah. Why not? <clears throat> Why not? Yeah. Um, so that happened before the game, and Steve was definitely not upset about it. He was really upset. Well, uh, I was mad about it because of the way it was talked about. Why? Well, what because well, the Leafs needed retention. Because yeah. they need retention on everything always because they spend to the absolute cap. Then there's a little bit of shenaniganery on top of that. And then there's even more LTIR shenaniganery on top of that. That's not really shenaniganery, but it's a little bit of shenaniganery. Right? Yeah. Right? Um, and every year, like, they, they don't want to spend the assets. Like I saw a few people say, you have to. Well, are, are you going to go into the playoffs with Max Domi, who has fewer goals than Tristan Jari, um, as your third-line center? He's played well, the, by the way. Don't, he has played don't, well. Don't take a hit piece out on Max Domi. No, I'm not. But, like, that's not your third-line center when the playoffs begin. Stop. Stop. Last year, you had Ryan O'Reilly. You still only got five wins. And you're it's going to be better? Fuck off. Like, not a chance, right? So every year, you got to commit to maximizing your cap as much as you fucking can leading up to the deadline and make a trade on the exact day that you need to and probably pay a pre premium because the other team has to retain half or you got to get a third team involved and or i mean like someone someone made a joke they're like oh yeah the picture of uh of spending the their cap space well the vancouver canucks 100 percent. but and they, like dude they have they've, they've yeah like this year, why can't we go on recent memory, dude? Yeah. Uh, like I think Beauvillier in a higher role in Chicago can do well, but the fact of the matter is he was making four point one five, I believe, million dollars against the cap, and had eight points in a depth role. The Canucks got rid of him without retaining salary for an asset that they then flipped for Zadorov. That's crazy. It's a tidy piece of work. That is a tidy, tidy fucking piece of work. So, you know, that move is out there for them. They're doing a better job at this right now. Mm -hmm. Like, historically, no, they're a terrible cap team. But they are doing a better job at managing their cap right now than the Leafs. So, um, I think that this, this maybe, it, it, maybe this doesn't happen if the Leafs have a decision on John Klingberg. Because what's what we're waiting on right yeah. now is is mm -hmm. but the reason that we're waiting on it is because they spent to the cap. So I'm acknowledging yeah. that point. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And but because I'm, it's not bullshit. But I think trying to play. John Klingberg is trying to play. December twelfth is the earliest comeback date, and the Leafs have left the decision with him about what he wants to do. And so what the issue becomes is the Leafs can't make a, a trade until he makes a decision. Uh, because you got to go in LTIR. They don't have a choice. They got the Muzzin deal. They got the Klingberg deal. They got Lilligren on LTIR. Uh, they're probably going to put Geo's 800 grand on LTIR because he's going to be gone for six weeks with a broken finger. Like you, you do have room, but you know you need to have a little bit more clarity before you can make. But that the call. problem was, it's like the the Sens issue about how we got to the point where they they couldn't sign their guys and we're like, well, the the problem you you made was your, the problem you made yourself earlier when you signed all the guys and you got up to the cap limit and then you had no money left. The Leafs are in this situation because of all the contracts they signed years ago. Yes. Yeah. That that would be the Kubalik trade and the Tarasenko signing and no, I believe Vlad Tarasenko has 3 goals in 17 games, 13 points, but okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been way below expectations. But that rocky start to the season, the early in the season, was like so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> it was every day there was bad sense news. I that can't be good for morale and playing well. No, I think you, know? you, I think you're able to stomach like Kubalik and Tarasenko if everything around them didn't go poorly first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And can I just read this the tweet from Cap Friendly about the uh, Calgary Flames LTIR situation sure. that I was referencing yeah, yeah. earlier? So uh, they tweeted out, "This is a perfect ex- a perfect example of why you never want to." use LTIR unless you have to. Flames are stuck in LTI mode despite no longer needing it from a cap per space perspective. They are now therefore accruing less cap space than they would be if Rooney and Chillington were on regular IR and can now only exit it when both are healthy. So what the, what this kind of illustrates here is yeah, it's it's really weird. So Shillington and and Rooney are an LTIR, but you can't move a player from LTIR back to IR. IR. You can only go the other way. So the Flames they they made the room with the Zadorov trade, and they no longer need all of that LTIR space. But they can't get back into the uh, the regular IR space until those guys are healthy because they're stuck on LTIR. So they made the room, but they got to wait for these bodies to get healthy to finally start accruing the cast space they should be. And this is. Why the NHL sucks because this is an explanation that's really convoluted and something fans have to think about when you're thinking about your favorite teams because of how convoluted the salary cap is. I know <laughs> who came up with this bullshit. Oh, Brent. wait a sec, he works for the Leafs. Brendan Pridham. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so if that made any sense to you, uh, congratulations. Uh, it yeah, didn't. I don't, I don't it didn't to me, but yeah. I appreciate the effort. I'm trying. Yeah. No, I'm I trying. do. <laughs> uh, now the Leafs did take on the Seattle Kraken last night, and for most of the game, uh, most of the game. The Leafs were in the driver's seat. I actually, I was sometimes Frank Corrado and I just shoot messages back and forth. So I text him like they're in the driver's seat finally, and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then and then I get a text message from him in the third period. He's like, "Well, that didn't last." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 again, it goes back to the fact that I feel like it's got to be an exhausting way to play. I know that it's after the game. I think Jake McCabe said, "Listen, it's a hard league." Fair enough. He's played great. Yeah, he's been great. He's been really good. Um, yeah. That's the Jake McKay we were sold, right? 100%. Uh, I, and I, 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 to a point, I, I agree with him. Uh, Seattle's not had a great year. No. Um, I do feel like they could have just, they could have just stomped him. And they came close a couple times. There was a Marner. I thought Marner was going to get a fourth goal last yeah, night. Oh, oh, yeah. Fifth. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was, no, he was incredible. The, the, talk about like bubble Mitch. Knock, knock. Mitch answering the bell. Yeah. You know, like, holy no shit. Kidding. Dude stepped up after everybody complained about him for a week, including us. You know what I thought? Well, was he was playing bad and yeah. then he played good. You know what I thought was interesting That's with, how it works. with him was the first goal, it felt like a relief for yes. him. Yes. By the third goal, he was back to his confident yeah. swagger. It was, it was so yeah. cool to see. Yes. The bubble gave him special powers. That's Must what be. I'm going to say. He can never take it off. <laughs> no. Um, I always, By the way, I always wonder why people choose the glass over the uh, the, the cage. Because the glass, every player that I ever knew that wore a, uh, a see-through thing, it would fog up. So I would love to know the weight difference. Do you think that matters? Oh, of course. Well, because... It's like it's probably he played with a cage all the way to the NHL. You know that. Yeah. He jumped from junior to the NHL. He played with a cage. And then he hasn't done it for like seven, eight years. Yeah. Or whatever. Like I I know it's probably a matter of ounces. Yep. The the weight difference, but it's your like face and neck and everything. Like this isn't uh, you know, a little bit of extra weight in your shoulder pads or something. Like every little bit matters. Um, you know, there's a reason why I would expect most wingers to win a race against a goalie. 
Yeah. Like every little bit of weight matters and like you're turning your head so much and you're looking down. I, I, I do wonder about that. And also just the visibility is probably way better. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess. But again, Dude, it was pissing me off in the LFR yesterday because I was wearing a cage and I kept losing fucking eye contact with the camera. I was probably out of focus half the time because I couldn't fucking see. Oh, that's the reason why you were out of focus. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy about sure. that. Okay. All right. right I've been a, Astro, I've been a good boy. Do you know it's illegal to wear a full bubble or cage in the NHL unless you have an injury? I didn't know that. Like you, can, like the bubble Fuck that Mitch safety, is wearing, bro. you're not allowed to wear that unless you have like an exemption. It's well, probably you smash dangerous. into someone's face who doesn't have a bubble and you break their shit. Yeah, yeah. It's probably. It's just like it's weird that you have a rule that prevents you from keeping yourself more safe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also like remember Mark Bell when he was a Leaf? Yes. And he rocked the shit out of Daniel Alfredson right before the playoffs. No. Oh well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember that hit. Dude, no. it's a crazy. <laughs> hit. Why not, Jesse? <laughs> Dude, it's like a legendary hit. Legendary I'm, hit. Mark Bell. Mark no, Bell on Daniel. A lot of people know crazy that hit. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there are, but I don't. He does. Okay. And I'm well, sure anyway, there's. So he rocked the dog shit. What you're telling of, us is Mark Bell rocked Daniel Alfredson. Yes. And then everyone wanted to fight him and beat the shit out of him, but he was wearing a cage. Ah. And they couldn't. They couldn't. So maybe you're not allowed to wear a cage because uh, they need to be able to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, that's true. Know. It's a weird league. Um, I remember uh, I remember growing up, too, that anybody wearing a visor, Don Cherry, was making fun of them. It was like, oh, how could you? Da how dare you? And then so Brian Burrard basically around? lost an eye, and everybody was like, you know, we should yeah. look into us. You see that video going around of uh, uh, Nylander? Is, oh, the Leafs could have got uh, Nick Ritchie. And oh, that. Look at Nylander. He's run back to Sweden. I don't even think he called him Nylander. I think, I don't think, yeah, he's just this soft Swede or something yeah, like that. Yeah, It's almost it, like he was at a date. It's almost like uh, just assuming every person not from Canada is a wuss uh, is faulty. Yes. Yes. Well, just a bit. So, so the Leafs, they go up 3-1, Mitch Marner, on the strength of Mitch Marner. And it's been interesting the last couple of games how important one player has become because it is such a team game. Noah Gregor against Florida, mm -hmm. Mitch Marner against Seattle. Um, I got to tell you, the one thing about overtime, and again, teams do this really well. I don't fault oh, Seattle for doing this. I do. They, they are ragging the puck and they are, you know, back pass, back pass, back pass, and, and keeping it away from the Leafs. That's all you got to do to get to the shootout is keep it away from the Leafs because the Leafs used to be garbage in the shootout. Fans are so smart. Did you, did you notice yesterday, the second they lost the faceoff, people started booing? Yes. Because they know what's coming. Mm -hmm. The yep. next 90 seconds is going to be unwatchable nonsense. And, and then it was. It was 3.35, I think, before the Leafs got possession. That's a minute 30 in. Uh, the first like shot attempt. 100%. And, and, I, and The first thing worth getting out of your seat for happened with like a minute left. The other thing that the Leafs do in overtime that drives me bonkers is they love Oops. to concede the offensive zone. They'll, they'll go in. They'll get set up. Ah, I don't like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing back. Yeah, because because they're like, changing... don't force the play, don't force the play, and it's like, well, it, it, you're not making a play though. No, I don't hate it. They concede it more than anybody. That probably Adam, but like they get burned so much. Mm -hmm. That's because they're out of position. I know. Other that. teams can hold the offensive zone and be in position. Yeah, but you gotta you can't walk and chew gum. You you gotta you gotta know your weaknesses though. Also, that is such a dad term. I'm yeah. I am a dad. I've but done I'm that so many times. I, I walk thing, into it's easy. One thing you look got to look at is the results, and they've been very good in overtime in the shootout. But that's bad. What do you mean? 
Well, they're not winning in regulation. They're yeah, not did, winning exactly the way I want them did to. Did you celebrate? So that's bad. So, fuck you. I sure did. Two points is two points. No, nope, like it's a regular not. season. We're, those are the rules we've all agreed on before we start the they game. They have as many wins as Seattle, Jesse, in regulation. Oh. So that's what matters. No, I think I think the results speak for themselves in that the Leafs don't have a lot of wins in regulation, but they've been piling them up in three-on-three on, three on the shootout. By the rules, that's actually not true. You know how we keep saying the Leafs have five regulation wins? It's not true. They have eight. Because overtime wins count as regulation wins. Oh, do they? No, they don't. Yes, they do. Go check the standings. No, the, see, you're looking at R-O-W. Yeah. yeah. What's that stand for? Regulation overtime wins, but there's also uh, uh, R-W. Yeah, but it, as far as the standings go, no, no, R O W is the tiebreaker. No, I'm pretty sure uh, just R W is the tiebreaker. Regulation wins. Why or, do or they do, even or, bother showing R O W? Or do we go R O W and then R W? I think that's then, what it is. So you see why this so weird, but it's so hard to get into. But also, <laughs> but when people are talking about the Leafs stat, like they're talking about regulation wins. No, I know that. Yeah, I know that. So, I don't think you know that. Yeah. No, I knew that. <laughs> and they have four in North America. So, so that's the, my stat. The point to credit me. The point with that is, I know that there are people that are like, "Well, there are no shootouts in the playoffs. How are they going to win?" Um, guys, if Steve, we're comparing, so you're, hold on. Steve's talking about the standings. Regulation wins is the next category. <laughs> but ROW is there. Is the next one after? So I'm pretty sure it's regulation. I can just Google it. But Fuck off. Yeah, you're the wrong. Senators have more regulation you're, wins than the you're league. wrong Hilarious. about the standings. Stupid goddamn thing. league. But I, I want to throw this out there. Who's in last? Oh, it's not them. Montreal has ah! yeah. They're not even the worst Canadian team. Lol. But like, who cares? You can win games anyway. And then there's ROW, where the Leafs are down there. They Still got pretty, pretty far back. Yeah. Anyways, Adam, sorry. I interrupted Well, that's okay. No, no. So I, what I was going to say is people are like, well, listen, the, the reason that we care is that there are no shootouts in overtime of the playoffs, to yeah. which I say there isn't three on three either. Mm-hmm. And uh, are the rules called the same in the playoffs as the regular season? Hey, They're not. You know what? So else I don't know what we're comparing here. Like, where, where, where are, are, do we think this is a direct comparable? Because I know that it's not. Do you know that it's not? You know what else the playoffs don't have is uh, last place teams. And you can be last place in January and still make the playoffs. Yes. So, We've like, that's when, I'm, that's when I'm going to start paying attention. So, yeah. like, way too often, again, there's 82 games. That's so many games. And too often we get caught up in, uh, like, I think you can look at too big of a sample size. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is what this team did all year. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, what have you been doing since there was snow on the ground? You, you know what I mean? What have you been doing since uh, the new year began? For the rest of my life, I'm going to go back to the 2023 Florida Panthers. They were the hottest team alive, and they rode that to the Stanley Cup final. Yep, yep. They were an eighth seed. Yep. They knocked off the greatest regular season team of all time of the Boston Bruins, and they rode it all the way to the playoffs with a hot goaltender and some great offensive play. They beat them three straight. Insane. Yep. It's, they were down. They should, like, it shouldn't have happened. It Dude, shouldn't happen. They but almost like, lost. Uh, weren't they losing at the end of that game seven, and then they yeah. tied it? and then they tied it, and then they forced overtime, and then they won it in overtime. Dude. The, I Listen, I know it usually works out for Boston. They have had some gruesome playoff losses in recent memory. Mm -hmm. Where if it weren't for the Leafs, we would put a lot more emphasis on that. Yeah. So the, like the, your point about the sample size is really important because you can look at November wins. You look at the, how they're playing. And you say, you know, it's not, it's not the greatest playoff hockey. Like we're not looking at this team looking at like a Stanley Cup champion here. But there's time to fix it. And when you want to be going is February, March, April and heading into the playoffs is when you need to be playing playoff hockey. So there's so much time here to get this thing we, going. We look for 
in every month and every week, we look for themes, right? Mm-hmm. Narratives, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think people took that and ran with it without really thinking about it. Because to your point, A, small sample size. B, it's November. Mm-hmm. Who remembers November and April? Nobody. Nobody. I can't remember what happened last November. I have no fucking clue. Flyers won like 10 straight in November one year and missed the playoffs. There you go. Like- so so um, you, you have to, if you want a legitimate criticism, the way that the Leafs play team defense down low is painful right now. And I, I want to say, I think Simon Benoit has been much better than I ever thought he could be. Lagasin. Lagasin. It's not right? lack of size back there either. It's a pretty decently big group. Yep. Benoit, Lagasin, yep. Timmons is pretty big. I don't McCabe. think, like, in, in years past, by the way, Will Lagasin, first active Toronto Maple Leaf ever Woo! to be on SDPN is with Agent Provocateur. The episode is out right now, and he's a really cool guy. Um, great story, too. Like, Check it out. How he made it to the NHL is is whack uh but uh the it, like there's no other way to describe it he like <laughs> bing, 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 bing. like i don't know how he oh, did. he was in at least what four or five organizations yes and college and ushl and 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 uh but when it comes to the leafs defense in past years like i'm thinking about when the leafs had a really thin defense core and jake gardner would play probably five minutes minutes too many each night and by the end of the night he was making decisions that would make your head shake yes. but we knew jake was a good defenseman mm-hmm. we just knew that he was also going to yard celia once every couple games um with the leafs this year i don't pick out one player who i'm like oh my god there is no like whipping yeah. boy to me it's there's a system problem here <sighs> and is i there don't a star problem like do, okay like mitch got going great I'm talking team defense, just team defense. Mm. Yeah, but like so much of this team, offense and defense, runs through Austin. And he's not playing well. And Mitch. But like, okay, neither of them are playing well over a period of time. Mitch had a hat trick last game. I don't even remember Matthews' last goal. It's, it might it have was, been in Sweden. It was minimum eight games ago. It was something right. like that. But no, like, not eight. But, but it was a long time. For Adam's point, like, I don't know if Austin getting going helps TJ Brody protect the front of the net better. No. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's really the only, like, undersized player back there right now. I mean, I don't know if you... Sorry, Austin's last goal was five games ago, November 19th. Yeah, man. That's, that's not great. All right. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I, the only reason I bring it up is because if we are going to judge about what is going to make a playoff team, I don't care about... Uh, it's not really about when they win the game. It's about when they it's about when things go wrong and when things go wrong they're down low they get pressured and they cannot get it out i think we're i think this fan base in general is looking at the leafs pretty level-headedly i agree Uh, i don't think there's no there's been no mass panic but there has been legitimate criticism like bertuzzi's killing it right now Mm -hmm. that kevin papetti stat i think it was over the last eight or nine games the leafs are outscoring their competition eight two at five on five in his minutes. Nice. They're winning the expected goals for every night. Yep. Um, with him by like a wide margin. There was only one game in the 50s. That third line is not scoring very much. Um, and they're winning their minutes. Uh the Leafs have won all of Simon Benoit's games uh in expected goals for during his eight games. That's crazy. His Wait, during his minutes or just the team? During his minutes. So that's crazy. So so for instance, like he last night he was a sixty five point five percent. Simon Benoit. Everyone told me this guy sucks so much, and I'm not gonna lie. 
during the preseason, I was like, eh, he doesn't look very good. Mm -hmm. But he was also hurt, yep. and he was trying to make this team. Uh, it's a 24-year-old who played over 70 games last year on the worst team. With with Klingberg. With Klingberg. I, I, didn't, I thought Benoit might have been the one holding Klingberg back. I mean, well, I think Klingberg's hip <laughs> is holding them that. both back. I think Klingberg's hip is holding them both back. Yeah. But, like, dude, who would have thought? Put him in a different system on a better team. Like I listen, I I don't think he's incredible either, but like I'm actively watching him going, all right, what's the new guy gonna do? Well, he's, he's still not, the new guy and he's, he's good. He's also not somebody that like Sheldon keeps gonna dress and play four minutes like Max Lejoie. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like like they, he'll they they feel comfortable enough putting him out there. They're clearly letting Connor Timmons find his game. And you gotta give him five to ten games to really find it. I know his numbers are pretty good. Holy shit, does he look lost on some places? Sometimes, though. yeah, but yeah. That, that'll be timing. Uh yeah, I, I get it. I agree. Uh, the guy had a pretty nasty injury. Yes. Um, and he's also missed two months. So I think all that said, that is, you know, the re I, I tie that back in to say this. I get Steve's frustration, and if you were frustrated too as a Leaf fan watching that Zadorov trade happen because you know that, A, their their defense core is depleted, and B, a guy like that where, you know, like people look at it from other defensive systems like, well, Zadorov's not that good. Hmm. On the Leafs, he would make a, a legitimate difference, he, especially right now. Um, you know, he would be a top four guy on the Leafs as soon as he stepped in, and then with a healthy lineup, he's in your top six every night. And he's reliable enough. Or even just having McCabe on one line and Zadorov on another. And just two guys who can kill you any given shift. Yeah. You know, or put them out together and have them simply kill you. Yeah. It's well, Tanev would be good for that too. If they're making yeah. a bigger swing. Tanev wouldn't be yeah, that's I don't know how they would set that up. That's just like would it be Riley, Tanev, Brody, McCabe, which they did last year. Tanev McCabe would be kind of nasty. Well, yeah, because just uh, Brody McCabe was so spotty in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's lots to be happy about. I think this fan base is being really realistic about the process. How friggin' good was Joseph Wall? Oh, that overtime. That's the like, next thing. Oh, he was unreal. And like you talk really about you talk about the least fan base not panicking stuff. I think I feel like there was a teetering on panic in the Chicago game if they end up losing that. You know, and then if if two bounces go different ways, like if they lose Chicago and Seattle and those points don't exist. How about three bounces from Willie in one play? <laughs> yeah. That's that was one of the craziest non goals I've ever seen. Yeah. So like there's a there, I feel like they're they were trying to panic, but it's not it's not panic time. I mean listen, th there are things that I think would have a greater microscope on them if they weren't six one and one <laughs> in their last eight. Yep. Like, dude, it's really gotta... difficult to ignore that. They're climbing up the standings. Every you time. gotta take a step back sometimes and realize they're they're winning games, not the way you want them to win games, but they're winning games, which is the first thing you need to do. They're so top that's 10. good. They're yeah. top ten in the league. I think they're ninth in league standings. Yeah, that's what uh, Keith said. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll yeah. take that. You yeah. want the like? It's not in terms of like we're fighting for a playoff spot or anything like that. So well, it's all I, good. You should look at it that way, but like. I love, mean, like they're not struggling to the right. point of where they're right. fighting, you know, which is what 1920 was all about. Like, yeah. I love Keith's attitude. He's like, well, look where we are. We're he did, I mean, these are my words, not his, but we're probably winning games. We shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not even playing our best hockey yet. Yep. So there's there's faith in the group. I think part of their early record was that. I, I, I don't understand camp on the third line. I, I don't I didn't <laughs> understand it. And like seeing how 
good it's working out now mm-hmm. like just emphasizes that point so like what were you doing mm-hmm. um and not trying to play reeves every day like we've gotten to a good rotation with reeves well like playing playing mcmahon against seattle who's probably not gonna fight you like probably not gonna play that kind of game yeah good idea you know boston i don't know i don't know that's interesting i mean reeves didn't do anything last time so i don't know uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. If he plays, but things games, are going well. Yeah, nobody cares. Right. I mean, hmm. right. It's forty games. Right. That guy's a, and I doubt he sees a lot of ice in the playoffs. Yeah, but it'll be a story when he gets in for one game. Hey, that's uh, one hundred and eight Stanley Cup playoff games. Agreed. Reeves. Agreed. I'm just Reeves. saying, I don't think that they're like he needs to drive play. No. We need him on that fourth line or we fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I want to say that Noah Gregor and David Kampf seem to have their shit sorted. And so when Bobby McMahon does step in uh, or when Ryan Reeves does step in, the line still pretty effective. I'm such a dork. Like, I get excited every time Gregor steps on the ice. I like him. Because I love watching a player do zoomies. Austin Matthews registered his 564th career point. That's 313 goals and 251 assists because he's selfish. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's got I did more not goals expect that than assists. Uh, with an assist on Marner's first period goal, it moved him past who for sole possession of ninth place on the Maple Leafs all-time points list. Uh, Wendell Clark. Uh, that's a good guess. Good guess. That's not correct. Dave Keon. Same era. Not even. Bob Pulford. <laughs> Bob oh. Pulford. Bob Pulford. The most disrespected Leaf probably ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are eight and nine on the Leafs all-time scoring list already. That's so dumb. Um, and they are the only ones even within 200 games of the next closest guy. What I'm saying by that is the guys that are ahead of them, one of them played 981, one of them made 44, another 1,000, another 1,000, another 1,100, another 1,000, and then the guy ahead of them, Frank Mahovlich, has 720. So and these guys have, Mitch Martin has played 528, Matthews has played 502. In terms of points per game, they've got to be like outrageous. The best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PPG. Um, points per game? Yeah. Uh, also, power play goals. Oh, that's power play Not goals. Not confusing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the uh, points per game here is, but I, I just want to say, <laughs> no, because I can't, quant hockey has it, but I don't know. Oh, goals per game, points per game. There it is. Ha ha. All right. Points per game. You getting emotional about it? Austin Matthews is second. Mitchell Marner is third. Who is first? Zach Hyman. No, uh And this is this is like top fifty leaf scores of all time. Ahead of them? In points per game. How many games do they play? Is it something stupid? Like, is it Nick Robertson? No, this player played 400 games. For okay, me. okay. I thought what? it was like, oh, they only no, played I'm like five about, games. No, this is the top like oh, 25 okay. scores. Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, because yeah. he had 127 fucking yeah. points. He had a 1.150 points per game. Uh, Matthews is a 1.25 and Marner is a 1.093. Whoa. Hey. Which like his contract. Well, just now he's, he's he can't pass it. No. <laughs> He simply he can't must dip either. Do you have dead. Do you have who leads them all time in points per game? No minimum amount of games. Like, do we have somebody who's one for one as a Leaf? Uh, Jeff I'm Marcus. Sure, we do. Or like two for one. Uh, but I don't. It does. It, it says like this that? is minimum at least twenty career games played for the Leaf. Can you what? take off the minimum point I'm per looking. game player? Igor Korshkov. Oh, really? He played one game, had a goal. 
<laughs> Never played again. There you go. That he would be. Is there anybody who scored two points in one game? Oh, I'm sure there. And that was their only game as a Leaf. This is uh, okay. So I don't think Quant Hockey is going to let me do it because uh, I'm trying. It. You yeah. stink. Nah, that's okay. But, that's okay. It's but, stupid. Uh, <laughs> there's some no, good names not. on here. Uh, Tavares is up there with a point nine eight two. Um, Lorne Carr. Who's Lorne Carr? Well, he's a guy who played. Oh. He was born in 1910. Lorne Carr. Wow. Yeah. Never played heard of Lorne Carr. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard. He must have played, played in the 30s. Babe die. Um, he was born within the life of the first Red Dead Redemption. That's right. Uh, Doug Gilmore, Matthews, Marner, Wilf Paymont. Wait. Is up there in points per game. Daryl Sittler, Eddie Olchuk, Silaps, Matt Sundin, Rick Five, and Charlie Connor. Did they, were they good buddies with Newsy Lalonde? Uh, probably. They were what probably about on Newsy's team. Odie and Sprague Cleghorn. Are they both? Are there two Cleghorns? There's two Cleghorns. Yeah, Odie and Sprague. Odie and Sprague. Yeah. Wow. They're not up there. They are real people. Yeah. Uh, Newsy Lalonde is a great name. I Hilarious. Love, I love Newsy. Newsy Lalonde's one of the greatest people ever. Yeah. <laughs> If I knew nothing about hockey and I was like, who is the best Montreal Canadian ever? And you went Jean Beliveau, I'd be like, damn right. Um, that makes sense. Number 17 on the Leafs all-time in points per game. Mm. This player played one season with the Leafs. He had a .909, led them in scoring in the one season that he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he played in the post-lockout era. Post lock like oh four uh oh four oh five lockout. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. You're gonna know this guy. Oh, I know I'm gonna know him, but he had a bonkers season on a really not great team. He had a bonkers is it Phil Kessel? It is Jason Allison. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised. Yeah, Jason Allison had sixty points in sixty six games, most of those coming on the power play, if I remember correctly. Um, but, uh, he was all assists and then he was, he got into a fight the game before he was supposed to get a million dollar bonus and didn't get it. Broke his hand. That sucks. <laughs> that just sucks. How don't you, as a friend, pull him aside and be like, just, are you, are you stupid? Yeah. Don't do it. Let yes. me do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, um, it's your job to just fill your gloves full of bubble gum so that you can't take them off. Hey, this show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. So, listen, if you want to feel better, potentially get some help. Sorry, help. you made it sound like that was going to be it. Uh, no. I, well, I, I, well, should, should I just go back to the hockey now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, Adam, sometimes you got to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the great thing about BetterHelp is that you're matched with somebody very quickly. Usually by the time most people admit. Can I tell this story? Mm. No. There was a time when. I uh, was were married. You were married. Yeah, I, yeah several times, actually. <laughs> uh, there was a time when I was a younger man and a friend of mine reached out and said, not doing so hot. And it took me months to convince this person that uh, therapy was not only an option, but it wasn't failure. Right. A lot of people equate therapy with I failed at life, hmm. which is not what it is at all. That's like going to the gym, going to the gym and going, I'm, I failed at life. This doesn't make any sense at all. Sometimes you just need a disinterested party to toss things against. And the great thing about BetterHelp is you can sign up 
Um, we've got uh, options for video chats. You got options for phone calls. You got options for text message. Whatever it is you're comfortable with, BetterHelp is the place to go. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash STP today, you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash STP. We have a goalie goal yesterday, Tristan Jari. Yeah! Who now has, I think, more goals than Josh Anderson. If you're a goaltender, uh, go for it! <laughs> uh, but we do, from the Montreal perspective, have a extension Sam yep. Montebeau signed an extension this morning. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Three-year extension with the Habs carrying a $3.15 million contract. He will be 30, I believe, mm-hmm. when this contract is due. A lot of people are like, yikes. But why do you like it? Uh, because he's a good goalie on a not very good team. And and uh, remember I sort of said um, a few weeks ago when Montebeau was creeping up in uh, Oilers rumors, I was like, well, this is great for Kent Hughes because now he has leverage over all parties involved. Hey, I'm going to trade you to the Oilers, kid. And like, I know you want to be A, not there and B, here. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, and I think he probably got him at a pretty sweet deal. Um, he he could have maybe got a ransom for him from the Oilers. That's a well, really nice deal. So here's where Kent Hughes goes from checkers to chess. Mm-hmm. There is no trade restriction on the contract. Throughout any of the years. Brilliant. Brilliant. Dude, he's a great GM. He's a great D-build GM. We'll see how he does on the build part. I would fall, uh, file this under build, right? Uh, so the Habs have bottomed out. They're not They're not going to go down anymore. Hard um, to from last place. Hard to from last place, yes, indeed. Um, we'll see how he is at the next phase, but the first phase of the Habs rebuild, <laughs> he's been brilliant. And it seems like they've got the trio they have there figured out now now it's about moving jake allen because you're not gonna you're gonna hang on to caden primo because of the rfa status when his contract expires in two years and now you locked out montembeau so jake allen's kind of the odd man out and and you can move that contract and paying montembeau 3.15 doesn't prevent you from going out and getting a better goalie like you, ab- you absolutely could. Like if a big goalie free agent became available and they wanted them, they could. and Montreal is like ready to win or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, of definitely. Course, yeah, but they're not right? right. So like he's the perfect guy at the perfect contract length to get them through this window. Yeah, like hundred percent. He, he's he's making tandem goalie money, and by the end of his deal, it'll be like teetering on backup goalie money, mm-hmm. pretty much. There's plenty of teams with uh, backup goalies more expensive than this. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a Tidy piece of work. Yeah. Tidy. <laughs> now, um, I I wanted to know what you guys thought of the Tristan Jari goal. What'd you think? Hell yeah. Dude, it's a goalie goal. It's the best. Like, I love the the bench reaction of the Penguins mm-hmm. because how many of those guys have played over a thousand games, hundreds and hundreds of games, and through junior, international, and professional hockey, they've probably never been on the bench or on the ice for their own goalie scoring a goal. Right. So like seeing Crosby, like an actual child for that goal. That was cool, man. I think the goalie goal marks the end of the Tampa Bay lightning because if John Cooper was a good coach, he would never allow that to happen to this championship winning team. Ah. You know what? You're right. (laughs) You're right. No, I just, I saw after the game, like in the post game, he was fucking pissed. Uh, he was laying into the Lightning players about their performance uh, against the Penguins. I just thought it was hilarious because John Cooper is always very bombastic. He's good. He's a good quote. Oh, yeah. Every time. And, you know, him and Paul Maurice, both great great quotes. When they come through Toronto, they save their best. 
-hmm. They always make headlines, both of them, whenever they're here. Uh, or whenever they're playing the Leafs. It's amazing. And it's well played on their part. Uh, John Cooper used to be, I think, very, very good at sort of dismantling the Leafs' confidence, especially in that first playoff round that they played together two years ago. Um, you know, he would take a great win and go, well. And then he'd come up with something that feels real. They're incredible. You can tell he's a good lawyer. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's incredible at, like, coming to town and they'll be like, uh, John, you know, uh, you guys won um, – Four three tonight. Um, your defense really had them locked down. Uh, what what did you see out there? Oh well, you know that's a team with nothing to be afraid of, and all their shoes fit great. And you'd be like, what what the fuck? And then like you know, for the next few weeks, they're like fiddling with the heel of the. I don't know if my sh shoes fit great, and all just gets in your head, right? Also, what do you mean there's nothing to be afraid of? And you start looking over your shoulder more, and you wake up in the middle of the night, ah! you know, thinking of that John Arbuckle looking dude saying you have nothing to be afraid of. He's a mm. Mind ninja. Yeah. John yeah. Cooper. Uh, but it is so it is interesting to hear from our perspective when he does lay into his players publicly because he's never done it against the Leafs. He picks a spot like once a season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I I, I just feel like with Tampa, um I first off, I'm I'm dying for another Florida series, an all Florida series. Tampa, oh, Tampa versus the Panthers? Yeah. Absolutely. Dying for it. Because I feel like the Panthers want to prove that they're the kings in Florida now. Well and I wonder if the Lightning would let them. I don't think so. You, you might get it because uh, Boston hasn't been completely wrecking shop the way they were. Like, Florida could easily pass them. Tampa gets a wild card. It could happen. If the, Leafs get, get a, if the Leafs get a wild card and don't have to play somebody from their division. Oh, either way, like, if the Leafs get a two or three spot in the Atlantic, it's almost guaranteed they're going to be playing a team that they have previously lost to. Yeah, well, the I, Bruins, the Panthers, and the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning are the only one of one of them they've beaten. So if they were <laughs> to take so far, guys, if they if you had to play somebody at the top of the Metro, which has been stronger than we thought, Oof. especially the Caps, Oof. Uh, who are you taking? The Midtro, as we used to call them. <laughs> it's not good. Like, do you want to play Carolina? Their goaltending. So what's so are, are we taking to play the Leafs? So what are we? Yeah, doing? we're like a say say the Leafs are a wild card team. Okay, and whoever finishes first in the the midtro, even though they're not that mid. Yeah, uh, you gotta stop calling them that. Who would you Who would you take? Um, weirdly, I think I'd take. Mm, mm. Okay, Pittsburgh for the story. Oh, it'd be a good story. Dubas versus Treliving. Yeah, Dubas versus Shanahan. Really. Um. But also, like, that's kind of an old team mm -hmm. that you could bust up mm -hmm. a little bit. But they're not, they're also currently has in seventh, crazy playoff performance. They're currently in seventh out of eight. I expect that to improve, but... So, I think most people would take the seventh out of eight teams this in a year, division. There's been a lot of really shitty predictions. <laughs> uh, Jesse. Yeah. Who would you take? The Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, okay. <laughs> a team that, that, that could actually challenge for the You top. know what? He's right. I, what do you mean? Like, okay, let's say it's the top three. <laughs> Rangers, Canes, Caps. Who do you take? Uh, the Capitals. Interesting. Rangers, Canes, Caps? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm scared. I think I'm more scared of the other. Not that Capitals aren't a good team, but I'm more scared of the Rangers and um, Carolina. The Rangers look like they're just going to run away with it now. 
It's like, okay, we're good now. Yeah. Uh, the one thing about out. Carolina, like they let the Islanders do it to them last night in the most Islanders way. I think I want to say, I want to, I'll look it up, but I want to say the Islanders beat them with five goals on 16 shots. Like Kochekov did not have a great game, but brutal. like if you're Carolina, I don't care what happens. You can't be losing games when you hold your, it was um, shots against for Kochekov was 16. And he allowed five goals. Like, you can't have that. Verlamov made 40, uh, 39 saves. Oh, here, wait. I need to trash someone. Um, Ukapeka Lukanen, six goals against, 14 saves. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, <laughs> you fantasy. jerk. Minus 320 in my fantasy. Thanks for Your nothing. Your fantasy goaltending is always bad. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, there was one you year where it was good I couldn't score. Yeah. And then this year I was like, I'm going to ignore it. And and he played a gem of a game earlier this week. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Uka. And then like, <laughs> he was a minus 320. That's one of the worst scores I've ever seen. Yeah. But Percy it, Kemper played a good game and just fuck me, I guess. If I'm Rod Brindamore, like I can't allow my team to outshoot an opponent 43 to 16 and you lose a game mm -hmm. like that's it and you lose a game because the other team scored five that's insane you but got there's there's issues there is that that's so weird because like that's kind of happened out of nowhere like do you who's their goalie coach even and do you fire them <laughs> I mean, it's a question. <laughs> like, I don't have answers on that, but like, yeah, it's uh, it's egregious. Like, I don't know who it is, but also, do you fire them? Yeah. Dude, it's, it's is, been really bad, right? Kachekov is coming off of a good game on Monday, and then he gets a, another start, and it's just, it's awful. Mm. You know, so mm -hmm. it's, they they have a they have a situation there in Carolina that they need to get straight. But like with the Leafs, there aren't. Like the the issues aren't big issues because you're sitting second in a division. You've been winning games. You find a way. It's just these little little things where you come away with a point when you should have definitely had two. It's uh, Paul Schoenfelder. Do we all have strong opinions on Paul Schoenfelder? I have no opinion. I got none. Did you guys want to hear the John Cooper post game? Are you interested in that? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, okay. He's always entertaining. Yeah. He was he was calling them out because he was he goes in the he'll he'll say it in this, but he goes like, "Are we going to have the same speech eight times this year?" Oh, so like it's that. it's a good John. Oh, I like, Cooper, I'm in. I'm in. John Call Cooper me, quote. Count Here me we in go. Anytime. Like, you know, playing most of the game that you've liked the way you've played, and then a few minutes that you know really kind of stung you guys. Um, What's what's it going to take to kind of stop that kind of thing that we're here kind of continuing to say? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because I mean the guys care. Um, we, as you said, like it, it's. I went in the locker room and you know basically asked the guys. Probably given the speech eight times this year. And I asked them what the speech was, and they knew exactly what it was. And so, um, you know, if it was a structure thing or a work ethic thing or something like that, we just, at times in the game, we make crazy poor decisions. And uh, and every time we make it, it, it ends up in the back of the net. Like, listen, we got the best goalie in the league on our team. But, you know, if you're going to give Sidney Crosby a breakaway, and if you're going to give Malkin a untracked two on one and you know then you're gonna have up another three on two i mean i think those are the only three odd man rushes they had all night and they scored on all three of them 
Uh, so there's no recipe for that. You know, be, it, it comes now within the room. Are you going to, you know, would you make those decisions in a playoff game? Or are you making them in game 24? And at some point, and I think that point's hit us now. We're, we're going to have to treat every game like a playoff game. Or- it's so great because it's, it's double-ended. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, because this, he's, oh, what, what, here, here, I'll say what I think he's doing, and then you tell me what, yeah, no, what you go think off, he's doing. Go off. Um, I think he's protecting his goalie, who's not up to snuff yet, mm-hmm. because he was injured for the first two months of the season, and like that's a game where you could easily look at the shots and go, well, you had forty-one, Penguins had twenty-nine, uh, you didn't have the better goalie, and the other goalie scored as well, so it's going to be an even bigger topic. Right, so he's protecting his goalie, who he knows is the best goalie in the world when he's playing uh, up to his usual standard, while also challenging the rest of his team. Mm. It's it's really good. He's so good. It's fantastic. I I love the the beginning and the end of it, like like you were saying, because he he's telling his guys like eight times this year I've come in this locker room and I've give you the like we can't be playing like that speech and you know what's coming and it, it's enough you know it's we we got to start treating these games as important I get it's the beginning of the season and we're all kind of lackadaisical in some plays and we're letting these two-on-ones but enough is enough and John Cooper says it in the most methodical way he doesn't come out and say enough is enough he goes on this meandering little story for a minute and a half there where he tells his team Get your shit together. And what are playoff games? They're faster. They're more physical. uh, They're more dialed in. And like when you put that out into the universe, the team that you're playing is going to rise to it. Like they're going to come in. Whoever Tampa plays next is going to know they're playing a especially pissed off team. Mm -hmm. And they're going to try to match them. And... Here's the thing. I don't really think they're going to be able to do it because Tampa's pretty good at this whole playoff game. Shit. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question if you're John Cooper and you go up to Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, Steven Stamkos, and you and Brayden Point and everybody in their locker room, and you ask them, "Is this a game 29 uh, attitude out effort you got out there, or is this your playoff effort?" Because I know you know what it takes to play in the playoffs. But in game 29, I'm seeing this other effort. Is this you now? Like, have you fallen off to the point that you're giving me your playoff effort right now and you're falling? Because so sh- I should be concerned. Or are you just going to turn it on when we get to the playoffs? That's what he's kind of asking, though. You know, I was sort of reminded of this last night when the Leafs played the Kraken uh, and you see Yanni Gord out there. And you're like, oh, yeah, you were a nightmare. <laughs> 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 like, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, you, yeah. Were, you were a total you were a part nightmare. of that line. But do you remember what the Lightning had written on their rings when they won the second one? Last day of school. And part of me wonders if, in retrospect, maybe they shouldn't have done that. Hmm. Because you're, I know you're closing the chapter on that specific group of guys. You lost that entire third line. Um, um, who is it? Gaudreau, uh, Coleman, Gord, McDonough as well. Um, a little bit later. So yeah, you're closing the group on that group or you're closing the book on that group of guys, but are you also closing the book on the expectations? Hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. are you by putting, by etching that into metal, 
are you acknowledging that going forward, we're not going to be able to replicate how good this team was? And I know they followed it up by going to the fucking Stanley Cup <laughs> final. I know they did, but there's still something about etching that in that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. It's I, I it obviously didn't affect them very much the next year. Mm-hmm. Then you never in a million years that I think the lightning would be the team to finally blow it to the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, and I, didn't like and it. I'm 100 sure that John Cooper hasn't forgotten that series, and he oh, knows yeah. what kind yeah. of effort he got out of the same guys who were in the lock because this roster has so little turnover from the core. But the outside pieces obviously change, and maybe Patrick Maroon was the biggest loss they ever had. Because oh, his streak of Stanley Cups, uh, Patty you know, too. He was the, he was the lucky charm. Well, but <laughs> while they're going to the finals this year, so. <laughs> well, they. F- I mean. Key ingredient. They fired their coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But John Cooper on that on that Leafs loss, he knows what effort they gave in that series and how close it was, but how they came up short. And like he must look at this game against the Penguins where they had every chance to win and they don't pull it out. And he says, I I don't know if this is what I'm gonna get in the playoffs. The Lightning shouldn't even have their logo in the locker room. It should be two photos. <laughs> it, it should be Tavares celebrating, scoring the OT winner in game six, and it should be the Avalanche winning i can't remember which game it was at the stanley cup final with six guys on the ice six. Oh, oh, you mean the one? Oh, not the one no the one won. the one where they were like what the f- there were seven guys on the ice yeah 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 um i don't cooper's pushing all the buttons but now that he's pushed these buttons if they don't improve we'll know they're not as good hmm. so he's kind of putting all his chips on the table here might challenge in his gm a it's bit. an interesting team to watch like the lightning are, will always be fascinating. They also make they always make a uh, usually make a really effective deadline move for a player that will last with them forever. Tanner, you know, I'm still not sold on. But no, uh, I think we can pretty confidently say that wasn't. It was maybe a swing and a miss, but at but the time I, they I was also, like, I can see. Nope, they will also be a team that I think comes up in trade rumors here pretty soon. Right? Maybe the Stamkos still needs a contract in another city. <laughs> I mean, that's Adam. what they're making it seem like. Adam. I'm not the one that didn't Adam. call him this summer. Why? I would have gladly called you, Steven. I'd have been like, what's up? Let's get a beer. Well, Don't take me golfing, though. I'm terrible. You know what? Like, it's important. It's an important part of a coach getting their message across. Runs through the captain. And we know you have an unsatisfied captain right now. <laughs> I'm just saying this might be a part of the problem. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Leaf? Steve Stamkos? No, yo, Stamkos Tavares? Let's go. All right. <laughs> Oakville boy, right, Steven? I, I go back. No, where's he from? Oh, Markham. Markham, Markham. Mm-hmm. I go back to the Simpsons, and what would I pay him with? Banana bread? <laughs> Steve, yeah. what if five Shut players, up. there's a core five now, core yeah. five. and they all make over $20 million? I hope uh, John Tavares a year likes playing with Kyle Clifford and Alex Steves. Yep. <laughs> what if what if they fill out they they play the Marlies with the core five? Just and you don't have an ECHL affiliate. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. They all make fourteen and a half. Yeah. You just all the growlers are up yeah. with the players who you forgot existed. How much screaming would you do that? Uh probably a lot, man. Because they'd win like 20 games. They'd have a lethal yeah. power play, though. <laughs> yeah. If you could ever get to a power play, it'd be lethal. Everybody would have a fucking booming shot. Like Mitch Marner's shot last they, night. It was, they, it was crazy. They don't score on the power play, and fans just go, oh, <laughs> out of their they seat. They start and, booing at five on five. No, they just leave. 
Why, why waste their energy? Just like, beat the traffic. Call it, draw a penalty, and they can't because they're too slow. Because they can't draw a penalty. <laughs> because By the way, the Leafs are the Leafs have are a little faster this year, which is good. We need that. Yeah, sure. it's Noah Gregor. For sure. And Ryan Reed. Fastest man on earth. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up there. But guys, uh, lots of fun. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Toronto Maple Leafs playing again. And really, that's who it's all about. Uh, this isn't just an NHL podcast. It's a Leafs podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Hit yeah. the subscribe Go button. Go watch Agent Provocateur. Hit the subscribe button and listen to Agent Provocateur. And hit the subscribe button so that you can watch Agent Provocateur by hitting that subscribe button. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete. Wow.